Welcome to the Sacred Ancestry Podcast, a show about discovering the true human potential. Let's dive deep into physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. I'm your host, Thomas Worm. Anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. They're all good emotions when we don't let them stick to us for long periods of time, right? The negative emotions make the positive ones so much brighter. And when you're stuck in repeating negative emotions, it's like living in black and white. Everything is negative because that's what you're focusing on. What if you focused on being healthy, safe, and happy? Wouldn't that be easier? Go to mountainmindtricks.com and click on the discovery session button and find out more. After the breakthrough session, it's normal to break the patterns of being overcome by rage, drowning in sadness, and feeling overwhelmed by the fear of the future. The breakthrough session is like getting your first pair of glasses and seeing clearly for the first time. The breakthrough session is alternative therapy, and I offer you stress reduction that ripples out onto other areas of your life. At Mountain Mind Tricks, we don't just talk about the weeds in your garden, but you walk me through your garden, and I help you identify the root cause of the weeds, so we can pull out the seed of the anger, sadness, and fear. When the seed is removed, the weeds never come back in an unwarranted way. If you're ready to change your life now, go to mountainmindtricks.com and schedule your discovery session. It's easy to see how connected the mind-body is after you release negative emotions. The benefits are beyond mental and emotional and include physical health too. When we are stuck in negative emotions, our immune system is hampered and the body doesn't function properly. You may experience pain reduction and prevent disease simply by helping your body heal past emotional traumas. I know you want to release the anger, sadness, and fear, so what's holding you back? Go to mountainmindtricks.com and sign up for a one-hour free consultation. That's mountainmindtricks.com. When you listen to the Sacred Ancestry podcast, you're supporting wildland firefighters and their mental health journey. So thank you, and I appreciate you. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast so I can become the best podcaster I can be. You can become a Patreon, which means donating $10 a month will get you two free rollers of essential oils or $50 a month, and that's one free coaching session per month. So I want you to subscribe and leave a review so I can become the best podcaster possible. Thank you, and I appreciate you. Hi, I'm so excited for my guest today. Her name is Phoebe Garnsworthy, and she's a spiritual author and meditation teacher. And Phoebe, can you introduce yourself and, and tell us how, how you started on this journey and what that was like and what you're doing now? Yeah, sure. Thanks so much, Thomas. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, so like you said, I'm a spiritual author and meditation teacher, and this began for me through depression actually so I struggled with depression for most of my life and it's still an ongoing journey for me and through depression is how I learned how to heal myself I learned how to turn to my writing as ways to connect with my soul to hear the voice of my intuition to guide me through that energy and to really find how I could become my greatest self and meditation to me is one of the greatest answers for everything it's um it's it's the the best way to be able to connect with the unseen realms and to really tap into the unlimited abundance that is awaiting for us in this unconscious realm and through these two elements so through my journaling writing through my meditation was how i really learned how to be me and 
So that's predominantly what I love to share with my work. I love sharing how to help other people um, be able to become their greater self and how to align with their soul. Because I think that we're all struggling from some form of emotional well-being. Like we're, we're a little bit off balance and we're all entering that at some stage in our life. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on the show. This is going to be such an amazing interview and so much fun. And, and it's so amazing how you explain like the writing was self-healing for you. And, and I've experienced that personally as well, writing a couple of books. And I'm curious on your take on that. Um, can you tell us more about self-healing through writing? Yes, definitely. Well, I think that one of the greatest tools that we can gift ourselves is, is journaling. So writing and, and, and connecting to our soul through journaling. I think that when we are able to just sit with pen and paper and, you know, really remove the noise from all of the distractions in the world, we just allow our soul to speak through us and we allow our intuition and our higher self to just move through us from the unconscious into our conscious realm. And this is how we can heed our own wisdom and we can heed the advice because I believe that we have the opportunity to answer any question that we have. I think that we have the power within to be our greatest savior and be able to heal ourselves. It's just that we are so distracted with with life and with trying to survive in the world that we have such a difficulty being able to hear the voice of our intuition and of our soul. So for me, that's that's the greatest teacher is being able to write and journey through your journal and allowing that voice to speak clearly and, and anyone can do it it just takes you know a moment of peace a moment of practice and just gifting yourself that that one-on-one -on -one time with your soul and your higher self yeah it's so interesting because i i was just journaling this morning i journal every day and and uh really it seems like once you write something down on paper it becomes real and it's like even if it's something negative it's like yeah that's real and now that i admit that I can move through that and understand it better, right? Yes, definitely. And that's actually a, a great point. It's It comes down to self-reflection and self-awareness. And when we journey and we write through our experiences or our thoughts, we can see it before us. And we have an opportunity to tell, you know, negative thoughts or negative beliefs that they're not real. And we can, you know, really dissect it and become better versions of ourselves through this self-reflection and self-awareness which I think is a big key factor of what a lot of people are missing in the world today. Yeah. Self-awareness and self, you know, being true to ourselves is so important. And, and I want to shift a little bit and talk about the meditations that you do. And, and there's so many different techniques for meditations, you know, and, and I'm curious on what kind of meditation did you get into and what do you practice and what do you do with your clients? Yes, definitely. So my favorite form of meditation is actually creative visualization. So in creative visualization, where I'm taking you on a journey through your imagination, through into the unseen realms, into the unconscious world, and so that you can connect with other spirit guides, you can connect with your higher self, you can really heed this wisdom of your own power and you can find any answers that you need for your life path, your life purpose, and you can connect with ancestors. You know, it, it's kind of, it opens up the realm of, of the unseen through meditation. So for me, that's always been my favorite. Um, I've 
gathered my different techniques from various countries that I've visited, from working with shamans, from working with witches, and just kind of really adapting and pulling different techniques and specifically pulling upon universal energies and using that as a form of healing as you navigate this path and finding what it is that really your soul needs at this moment in time for you to be able to heal or for you to be able to live your life fully. Yeah, that's uh, so amazing. So tell us more about this universal light or this universal healing that you're using. And and I'm curious, because that's, that's a practice I do a lot. And, and was this something that the shamans taught you? Or where did you find this technique? And, and what are we visualizing exactly? Yeah, so it's interesting because the universal energies is actually something that I have been practicing since I was very young and only now as I've I've grown up and become an adult and I've learned from various um, tribes around the world and indigenous tribes and the way that they um, create their rituals, I've realized that a lot of their techniques, I've been doing them in my own way from a young child. And as I've journeyed and and, um, experimented with plant medicines and also done past life regressions, I've realized that I've, I've had these specific life paths of being a witch before and through being a witch, I've pulled in this universal energy practices and rituals that I've applied to this life. And so for me, I think that a lot of that has come from, from just, yeah, that unknown, from inherited wisdom from ancestors and from my own past lives. And then as I've, you know, experimented with other people and connected with other spiritual leaders, I've learned that this is specific formulas for a lot of different beliefs. So with my universal energies that I like to call upon specifically, I use the five predominant energies, um, earth, water, air, fire, and spirit. And as I go through each of these energies, I, I connect with them in my waking life, in reality, and also through my meditations. So, for example, with earth energy, you, it's, it's the most beautiful and profound energy to ground your soul. So especially through depression or through any kind of anxiety or just disruption with your, with your mental health, you want to ground your soul into your body. You want to call out to your soul and say, it's okay to be in this reality. It's okay for you to live your life right now. And the way to do this is to ground yourself with the earth energy. And just by walking outside and really connecting with the earth, feeling that support beneath your skin, beneath your the weight of your feet. And as you're walking with earth, allow that energy from the core center of the planet, you know, mother nature to come up through you and really envision this energy from pulling you in so it it has to do with both your own senses of connection of intuitively speaking and also visualization of seeing that energy connecting up through to you and your own energy grounding itself and that's just one of the examples of earth energy um I talk a lot about them in my book about all of the different energies and actually all through my meditations too. I take you and you connect with them. So the more you practice and the more you connect with these different energies, the easier it is for you to call on upon their, their gifts because that's what they are. They're here creating gifts. They're enabling you to live and they're the source of creation. Wow, I love that. Yeah, that's so important to 
connect with the different elements. And, and for me, you know, being a wildland firefighter for so many years, it was uh, this connection with fire and seeing fire on the landscape. And, and really, it took me almost 10 years to realize, like, wait a minute, I'm actually connecting with this, like, elemental force that is really powerful and healing and, and fire, you know, earth and, and all those different elements. It's, it's amazing connecting with those, what that does for, for our, our nervous system and how it changes our energy. And, and yeah, it's so interesting because I think, you know, for me, uh, the way we can explain this easily is visualization, visualizations, but it's almost like, to me, it's really, we're interacting with energy with our mind's eye, right? Yes, definitely. And I want to ask with the fire, what do you connect when you see the fire? Like, what do you think? What, what do you think that that gift is to you? You know, it took, um, I went through my own healing journey and actually the fire was happened to be inside of me at, at the end of my career last few years. And, and what that did is it, it, it caused me to go through this this burning, if you will, it really burned my physical body in a lot of ways. Like it was very painful, but it also helped me release and renew and and uh, make room for new growth. And that was uh, painful and abrupt and kind of a hardcore experience, which is what fire does. Um, and and it was imbalanced. You know, it wasn't a balanced connection. It was a lot more fire than the other elements, and so it was it was interesting to learn to connect with water, to connect with wind, to connect with the other elements that would help me balance out that fire inside my body. So it was a gift that really helped me heal in that way. Beautiful. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I agree. And, and that's definitely the big gift of that fire is transformation because it has the ability to create, to destruct and to really transform into, well, and for you, you transformed into something completely different to before. Yeah, so true. So yeah, I'm definitely doing something so different than firefighting now. And, and and it's it's a blessing. It really is. And so these these visualizations, this energy work, like you said, it's it's this doorway into the unconscious world or diff, the realms that are unseen. And and to me, it's almost like that's where a lot of the work should start. You know, we have the spiritual and mental, emotional and physical, but tell us more about bring this energy from this spiritual or unconscious realm into our physical body or into our our lives really yes definitely so especially for the universal energies i use them for energy healing and i truly believe that you know the way that our world is going to heal and the way that we're going to heal ourselves is through connecting with our soul and to really learning and listening what it is that our soul craves, what it is that makes us happy and, you know, and acting from this place. But to be able to do this, we have different issues or different challenges and or, or pain or sadness or grief, and this all comes in the form of, of energy. So to use the universal energies to help heal yourself, you first need to look within and see where am I holding on to this stagnant energy? Where is this energy stuck within me? So there's a few little techniques that you can do. So you can just close your eyes and ask yourself, where, is, where am I holding on to this energy? And once you've identified where that is, we want to then define it. So what color is it? What texture is this energy? What is this energy? Um, how big is it? How small it is? 
And then from that, we then call upon the different universal energies. And so this is a really good thing during meditation and we, we pull into that visualization. Or if you have an opportunity to be able to connect with these um, universal energies in reality, you know, if you can go to the beach or you can go to a beautiful mountaintop or something and you can connect in that way. But, you know, that's not always possible for people. So, and it's just as powerful to be doing this in your visualization process. And so let's say, for example, like you had with the fire. So you would imagine a fire just in front of you. So you close your eyes in meditation. There's a fire in front of you. And you want to feed that, that stagnant energy into the fire so that you can release it from your body. And then you can you know, bring in your breath and you help with breath work, releasing that energy from your body so that you can become lighter. And you give it to the fire because the fire has the ability to transform it into absolutely anything. And as we know, energy never dies. It just transforms into something else. So we, it's, we're not losing anything by giving it to the fire. We're just asking for something different to be given back into its place. And so through our meditations, through our visualizations, we breathe and we release any energy that doesn't belong to us into these universal energies, into the unseen realms so that it can transform, so that it can become manifested consciousness or whatever it is that you wish to invite into your life. And, and we just work on doing that so that we're constantly being in a beautiful state of clarity and peace and really strengthening that connection with our soul. Yeah, it's so interesting. The way you're describing this is exactly what I've learned from my mentors and it seems like it's really at the base of like the Vedic texts and it's at the base of Native American spirituality. It's kind of worldwide, this idea of, you know, transforming energy and energy healing. It's kind of all over the world and, and it's such a beautiful practice. And I think there's, um, there's a couple key words in here that I wanted to, to ask you about is that, you know, we've been talking about the soul or aligning the soul and also the higher self. And what's the difference between the higher self and, and our soul. Yes, sure. So, I mean, this comes down to different beliefs, but I'll just share obviously what I believe and how I practice. So I believe that the soul is, is in two places at once. It exists in the unseen realms, and then it also exists in our reality. And the soul is beautiful, angelic energy. So it's created from the cosmic cloth that is both the created and also the creator. And when our soul is in the unseen realms, it's at its highest self. It's as this incredible, beautiful, vibrating light and love. And in this space, you're in complete peace. And our soul exists in this realm. And here we know our life path. We know our soul contract. We know everything, why we're here on this earth and what it is that we're meant to be doing here. But when our soul moves from the unconsciousness, from the unseen realms through into our body, into reality as our spiritual self, living this life as a human, we forget that incredible wisdom and we forget that profound beauty of who we really are. We forget that we're connected to the universe. And sometimes, you know, we, we have glimpse of this truth. And sometimes, you know, through meditation or through journaling, through even conversations with strangers on the street or just through synchronicity that happens before you, we remind ourselves, ah, oh, yes, I'm, I'm connected to the universe. Like this life is happening for me and I, anything that I want is possible. But 
it's difficult for us to always remember that. So that's why a lot of the tools and spiritual tools and spiritual philosophy is about remembering who we really are, remembering our soul in the unseen realms as our higher self and remembering that wisdom that we hold and that unlimited abundance of ability of being able to create the life that we desire. So that's what I believe about soul and higher self. Is that Does that resonate with you or what, what's your beliefs? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's this um, almost idea that there's this you know, maybe an oversoul. Some people have talked about that where it's like all the souls you've ever had in, in your past lives and future lives. But it's really, to me, that is your soul. I mean, you really are part of that. And it's interesting the the soul contracts and, and there's so many people that talk about that in spirituality, but then you get into people like Michael Newton with his, you know, live between lives work and his clients testimonials, you know, thousands of people talking about you know, getting their soul contract before being reincarnated and, uh, you know, them talking about this under hypnosis. And it's, it's so interesting how, how across the the world, this is talked about as this soul contract or original instructions. And I'm a big believer in that because personally, when I found my purpose, when I found my life path that was, you know, beyond the physical, everything really changed for me. And, and, and it allowed me to tap into these abilities, like you said, to create, to create the life I desire. And I think that's a big one is when we get to the point where we can visualize something and then the next day it happens, that's really the alchemy. That's the spirituality that that we're talking about, right? Is that ability to create your reality. And, and that might seem far-fetched to some people, but when you really focus on this, it works, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. I'm I'm a big believer in in that in the law of attraction and being able to create the life that you want. Um, because you know it, it, this is your world. This is your creation. Anything that you want is possible. It's uh, it's just a matter of you you know really understanding how you can get this. And I also think that it's important to um, not only be manifesting and you know asking or connecting with your soul to find out what it is that you want i think it's also important that people realize that they do need to put some actions into place you know it's not just a matter of saying oh this is what i want you know universe deliver it to me no you still need to actually do the work and and journey through and and really you know break down your perceived reality around you for this to come through into your consciousness yeah it's so important it's you know i can't stress that enough is the the action and focus, you know, we really have to focus and take action and, and have the spirituality to bring that into to physical reality. It's, it's, uh, you know, once you, I think, practice this, and it really is just a practice. And it's, it's, to me, the manifestation is like, you know, I visualize this, and I believe in it. And, and then it happens, which reinforces that belief, which makes it even easier. So after a couple times, when you prove it to yourself of like, yeah, I put that on my vision board a year ago and then it happens it's like whoa that's intense and and it just reinforces that you know and 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 I want to shift a little bit here and I want to ask you about your your plant medicine experiences and and where that was and what that was like and how this helped you um, tap into into this work do you have perfect health could you improve your sleep immune system or energy levels What about muscle recovery or detoxing from the fire season? I've been using the essential oils for a few months now, and I've been getting perfect sleep, 
My immune system is top-notch and I feel amazing. Essential oils are plant allies that support our bodies in a million different ways. OnGuard supports your immune system. Lemon helps you detox the heavy metals from the smoke. And the peppermint will release your head tension in seconds. Support your healing journey and go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. Essential oils are hundreds of pounds of pure organic plant material pressed into a tiny amount of liquid, which means the essential oil is a powerful ally. So go to mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. That's mountainmindtricks.com essential-oils. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, I did, uh, I, I took peyote with, uh, with a shaman in Guatemala um, quite a few years ago. Um, I can't remember how long ago now, but it was interesting because, you know, I had the intention um, of what it was that I wanted to reveal, what, what I had all of these questions before going into it and we talked about it beforehand and, you know, through our meditations, through our rituals, through our ceremony. And then when it came down to the actual experience, I, the, the one message that became the most clear out of all of it was just that everything is energy and, you know, and, and it's funny because I'm like, come on, show me something more. I want to know something more, but it was just this fun, lighthearted, loving, um, experience before me where it was just constantly the same message over and over again, everything is energy. And from that has really, it's really instigated my whole I guess the process through energy healing, through spiritual philosophy, every single thing that I ever step into, look through, wanting to learn more about, it all comes back to that original, that original statement, that original belief that everything is energy. And, and from that space, anything is possible because we have the ability to be an alchemist of energy. We have an ability to be able to create and to transform this energy into what it is that we desire. So it's interesting because it's it's a it was such just you know it was a one line statement as 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 what it was that I got out of the experience and all I wanted was you know this huge download or I wanted all of this amazing information but it was the most simplest the most perfect and it, I guess it's exactly what I needed at that time. Yeah, that's so beautiful and you know personally, you know I've experimented with psilocybin mushrooms uh, many of times and and they are such powerful allies. And, and I think exactly what you're saying, they give you exactly what you need. It may not be what you want or what you think you want or need, but it's exactly what you need. And, and those experiences are so powerful. And, and to me, I feel like the psychedelics are really a window into this realm where the meditation is like a doorway you can actually walk through and, and actually start working in, right? Yes, definitely. It, it's such, um, I think that there is so much to be learned from plant medicines. And it's interesting. I was just, uh, I was reading something the other day about how, you know, plant medicines are, um, or psychedelics more so, are um, illegal in a lot of countries around the world, not because they're scared that you're going to hurt yourself, but they're scared that you're going to think outside the box and you're going to start thinking for yourself and you're just going to start realizing hey, this world is pretty crazy. Like we really have, you know, we're living a supernatural kind of life. But instead, we're very conditioned to believe that 
No, we're meant to work nine to five. We're meant to just survive. But psychedelics and plant medicines open our mind to another world, a whole other realm that is existing before us and is open to us at any point of the day. It's just a matter of us, you know, accepting that invitation to walk through. Yeah, so, so important. You know, I think that plant medicines can teach humanity so much and and it's it's amazing how widespread all that is is becoming and and um so when we talk about getting into an alignment with ourselves you know through plant medicines through meditation through journaling um through simply just walking through nature right i mean there's a million things we can do to become more in alignment but what what is alignment to you like what does that mean specifically so alignment to me is just to to align with our higher self. So remember, our soul as our higher self is this beautiful vibrational frequency where we are in a state of, of pure love and peace. And when we're in that space, we're able to handle any problem that comes our way, any challenge. We're able to lean into it and understand that there's greater wisdom for us before us. And, you know, and when we're, we're in an alignment with our soul, we're able to feel really grounded, make decisions with ease. We're able to see our life with clarity and to see our life purpose easily. Or we can find out, you know, what it is that we're meant to be doing with our, with our authenticity and learning how we can really be ourselves. So for me, I think that living in alignment is a key component for us to really be in a state of pure bliss and pure happiness and to really you know, move through our life with greater awareness. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And, and I think the, for me, the alignment is almost like, it's hard to know that you're even, that when you're not in alignment, because we're so conditioned, like you said, to have the nine to five job, to have the the life that we're supposed to have, right? That we should have, but, but having alignment is what we want to have and what we um, desire and what we have deep inside of our of our soul and it's it's so such a different way of living to really focus on alignment and being in alignment with your highest self it's 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 beautiful and it's it's hard work sometimes because it's different right it's totally outside the box than maybe what we're supposed to do sometimes and and uh and i'm curious on like how how earth rituals, you know, that's something you talk about, the earth rituals, how does that help us get into alignment or, or what are the earth rituals for? Yes, definitely. So the earth rituals, for me, I find, I mean, me specifically, I love using earth rituals because I feel like I'm more of an earth baby, you know, we're all connected to different energies and one of them provides more meaning to you. And I use the earth rituals as a form of alignment just through connection and really understanding their power and their beauty. And I create specific rituals, um, a lot of them are th through my books as well, and I have some videos on it too, where I call upon these different energies. So I have set up my sacred altar and I have something symbolic to represent each of these energies. So earth, air, water, fire and spirit. And I use this and connect with this all of the time just to connect with my soul. It's, it's almost like I'm tapping into that wisdom. And like I mentioned before, you know, I, I feel very drawn to my past lives as a witch. And I think that I, I pulled in this, this energy healing and I pulled in these kind of rituals through that. 
and I, I call upon these different energies and use them to support my ritual. So I connect with my sacred space, I call upon the energies, and then I'll usually do an action to really help that alignment. So then it will be through journaling, or it'll be through meditation, or it could even just be through setting my intention and, you know, asking to be shown something and then journeying through into the unseen realms to find out what kind of messages I need to be able to, to really get into alignment, but also what, what advice does my intuition want to tell me today? Yeah, I love that. And, and I think one of the things uh, that I learned in the fire environment was to tap into my gut instincts and my heart center, and then also like triple check this kind of make sure I'm in alignment logically. And that really has been resonating with me and, 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 uh, and clients as well. But it's, it's interesting, the the integration or the alignment of, uh, of all these energies. And, and I want to ask you, you know, I think the word, which is kind of hard for some people and, um, you know, my openness is like a 10, so it doesn't matter to me, but I think to explain like witch or pagan and, and really it's just like, a in my mind, this is the way I see it. And tell me if I'm wrong is that it's really just more of the European style of shaman, right? Yes, so it can be looked at as that, definitely. I mean, witches has been around since um, since the earliest historical, um, even pre-Christianity, pre-Christianity, sorry, as well. Um, and witches, so for me, the, the difference between, so the shaman really connects with the unseen realms in the spirit form and pulls in the spirits into our reality. Whereas the witches, they, they more connect with the universal energies in reality. We connect with the unseen realms as well, but it's in a different form of the spiritual um, nature as shamans. But it, there's so many similarities that cross over. You know, the shamans connect with all of the different spirits and the different universal energies. And then the witch, the, the, the varieties of witches really go far and wide. For me, I'm most connected with a, the earthborn-based um, Wicca and witchcraft, and it's more about, as you, as I've already expressed before, connecting with all the different universal energies and really honouring the, these, these energies and calling upon them. But, I mean, people don't realise that, and especially in modern time, you know, the word ritual has become a little bit more easy, yet rituals is also a form of spell, you know? When we... When we manifest, we're also, we're actually embarking on a spell, which is, it's just different terminology. And I think that it's just a matter of us really understanding that there's elements of us that, of that witchcraft, you know, if, if you like, um, if you like essential oils or you like healing yourself with food, these are all parts of witchcraft as well. But it's just that we're, we're being conditioned to think that it's a bad way. You know, we burned the witches back then because they were so powerful and we were scared of, of what it was that they could, that they could bring. And, you know, as the patriarchy system came into place, most, a lot of the witches were women too. So it was a way of keeping them down. So it's really fascinating as you start really exploring that history of what it was that they did and what it was that they brought. And you can see that there's actually a lot of similarities in our modern day and age and why it's kind of coming back in through now too. Yeah, I love that. I love that explanation. And yeah, it's so interesting, you know, the essential oils, the the plant medicines or the um, food as medicine. I mean, there's 
so much, uh, it's almost like holistic wellness, right? Is a big piece of, of the witchcraft like you're talking about. That's so interesting. And and so what are some, you know, we, we've covered a lot of ground, but what are some techniques people listening can, uh, can take away to uh, maybe shift their energy uh, pretty quickly or to just open up the idea of working with energy? Definitely. So what I would, so the example that I gave previously about finding that energy within, you know, sitting with yourself and really connecting with yourself and understanding where this energy is within you. And the more you start recognizing different energetic shifts within you, you'll start really really paying attention to different environments that you put yourself in, different people that you surround yourselves with. You know, a lot of the time we are we are connecting with people that don't necessarily have our best interests at heart or sometimes they drain our energy field. So it's important for you to be aware of your own energy when you're with certain people, when you're with environments that aren't really serving you well. And so I'm going to give you a new little energy trick that you can do. And this is best activated in meditation. But once you're in a state of meditation and you envision this, you can always do this at any time of the day. And it's just to literally imagine a protective bubble around your energy. So your aura is if you reach your hand up above and all the way around, like this is your aura, this is your energy field. And imagine a beautiful thick bubble of energy around your aura. And this is your protective energy. So in your meditation, imagine this and just say, this is my sacred space. And there's no energy going in and no energy going out. And whenever you find yourself in an environment or with people that you feel your energy is just, you know, going a bit down, you're feeling a bit depleted. And you'll realize this because you check in with your energy all the time. And you just imagine that protective bubble and just remind that, set that intention again. No energy is coming in and no energy is going out. And, you know, use your breath if you can see that there's some stagnant energy in there and just and move that, move that energy out. So a lot, there's lots and lots of different energy techniques that you can learn about, but it all comes down to you becoming aware of your own energy field and realizing when your energy is a bit off, when you're a little bit more in, you know, stuck or you've got this energy that's that's sticking to you. And that's why meditation or a lot of rituals really help clear that energy out so that you can become back in alignment with your soul and you can feel really grounded and just, you know, go on with your day and, and live the life that you're meant to be living. Oh, I love that so much. That's something I do all the time. And and I want to ask you about about the dream world because specifically, like uh, lately, I've been really working hard on grounding. Um, just I had some imbalances going on with work and and um, just became unbalanced. Um, and so I wanted to really focus on grounding. And I think that happens to a lot of us, right? There's there's uh, stresses or something comes up where we we get kind of knocked off course for a minute. And and the grounding, I've been so focused. Last night I had this dream that. I had roots growing out of my feet. Like every time I would take off my socks, there was just these roots. Like what is happening? What? And it, it took me until I woke up to be like, Oh, I'm grounded now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that dream. And, and so I think, um, I'm curious on like dream work and, and using dreams for our advantages. Cause we can do a lot of work in that space. Right? Yes, definitely. Oh, wow. What a beautiful dream for you. 
Um, I, I truly believe that when we dream, we're actually, our soul is traveling back to the unseen realms. I, I think that I've got a lot of different theories about dreams, but predominantly that our soul is going to the unseen realms and whatever it is that you need. So in that time and in this moment, you needed that extra grounding, your soul's doing it for you, you know, or perhaps you can also ask this before you go to sleep. I, I also think it's important to get in the habit of talking to our soul before we go to sleep. Often I'll be like, oh, I've got this problem can you solve it for me in my dream so either I want in my dream for you to show me the exact to show me the answer or I want to wake up with complete clarity over it and the more you practice that the more it actually happens it's just a matter of getting into the habit of um, really paying attention to your dreams and remembering them and there's a lot of different ways that you can do that there's some fabulous books about about the dream world and you know and how to really connect and strengthen that but for me personally, I think that we, oh, two different things. So, so like I said, the one big theory is that we connect with our, with our soul in the unseen realms. But I also, and I don't know if you've had this too, but in my dreams, I also get visions of the future. So whenever I have deja vu in real life, to me, that's what I've dreamt. So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball game really. Um, but have you ever experienced that deja vu from your dreams? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there's times where either I've seen the future or the dream is so powerful that it helps me make a decision in the future. And it's a dis like it was a really hard, major, like life altering decision. But after the dream, it was like, I've already dreamt what happens after this decision, like it's fine. Yeah. And 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 so the uh the dream work is powerful and I think um, I've used dreams to um, just like that example of really making big, hard decisions, but also for healing. I think the the dream world is is really healing. I mean, there's the whole Tibetan practice of dream yoga and all. I mean, we can go really deep and there's a whole podcast we could do on this, but I'm, I'm curious, um, do you have anything else on dreams? Yeah, I do. So my, my last, uh, my, my other theory as well with dreams is, I also think that we heal other souls in our dreams. So whether it's going into um, different souls in parallel universes or other, you know, other other realms, but I think that we and, and this was actually my belief when I was a lot younger because I had I would wake up from my dreams completely exhausted but with complete clarity over what I had done and it would have been to help a soul in, in a very dire situation or helping them overcome something traumatic and taking on that pain and kind of coming through into this life waking up and still feeling that energy that I've held onto and taken and then but moving through and being able to clear it so for me, I think that there's, yeah, I think that the dreams and we really, you know, even scientists, we really don't know that much about dreams. It's like, a, it's, it's like the, the bottom of the ocean. We really have absolutely no idea. It's just through our own experiences. And like you, we've, we've had so many different experiences that suggest a lot of different things. Um, but, you know, there's really no way other than just through our own practice and really, really seeing what we can do in them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love dreaming. It's it's amazing and 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 I also feel like there's this in between, like right before or right after you dream. And sometimes, like I'm awake, but I'm still my eyes are closed. I haven't really come into my body yet, and I start thinking through problems. Or my it's really like this kind of subconscious 
conscious mind are intertwined still. And I can really do a lot of work there. And I'm curious, kind of that in between time, like that's, that's a interesting place to really harness, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing. But for me, I have similar to that, but um, it's more the, the sleep paralysis where you're, you're consciously, no, you've, you've woken up, but your body is still dreaming. So that's, that's also an interesting field to experiment with because the, the layer to the, the veil to the dream world is very, very thin. And in this space, you can move back and forth. So it comes on again, back to that um, idea that we're energy and we're able to pull our manifested energy and uh, creations from the unconscious realm into our consciousness and you know and and it's through in these places so through your dreams or through meditation just however it is that you find your greatest connection with you in an unconscious state and then you know using that to your advantage to what it is that you wish to manifest or to create in your life oh i love it so much yes uh and, and so is there any other area that you want to talk about? Is there anything I haven't asked you yet? No, you've asked me some good. I've really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So um, I guess the biggest thing that it comes down to is that uh, everything is energy, right? I mean, that to me is a pretty hardcore belief I have as well. Like that's that's deep for me is that everything is energy because uh, just the way my healing journey, um, happened. And, and I guess for me, the biggest shift there was like acupuncture was like, I had all this crazy energy from, from anxiety and grief. And, and I actually went through like a Kundalini crisis. And, and, uh, when the acupuncture first happened, I remember the first couple of needles, my whole body was shaking and I was like, what is happening? And, and the doctor was like, that's, like you're, you have so much pent up energy and like stuck in places that your whole body is going to go through this for a little bit. And it was like, oh my God, this is like a physical manifestation of energy. Like this is real. Yeah. Wow. I love acupuncture. And, and now you have the same experience with acupuncture or you've managed to really cleanse that from you? Uh, yeah, that was really the first, I would say first, like three or four treatments was like that. And now it's uh, very relaxing and comfortable and kind of like a, it's almost like a psychedelic experience for me sometimes. I know that sounds crazy, but um, you know, it's, it really puts me in a nice meditative state and, and I can start working. And I think that's so interesting is that the acupuncture puts me in that space to like, well, now everything's open. Can I work? Where, where do I need to move things? And it's like, it's really easy to, um, to, to work with your own energy in that place. And, and I think acupuncture personally, like really did save my life. I was in a very bad place. Wow. Yeah. I, I look, I, I'm exactly the same. I, I absolutely love acupuncture. I think it's one of the greatest um, energy healing tools that we have. And I, I actually have the same experience. I have a very psychedelic kind of experience in acupuncture sessions. Um, from the moment that I have the first needle into my body, I, I feel this huge grounding sensation like I feel my whole body becomes this the heaviest it's ever been and from that space I I straight away I float up through and I actually I always see I, I travel it'd be very similar to upper world journeying um, in shamanism and I, I meet with angels and I see the you know beautiful stairs and I'm showing a lot of things through that experience so I'm I'm exactly like you I'm a, I'm a huge fan of acupuncture <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. I love it. And so um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. But um, so after my Kundalini experience, which was an amazing, we can talk about that more if you want to, but yeah. um, I, I really had like a lot of health symptoms that came after the Kundalini experience. And it was because I didn't know what happened. I didn't really know. I just, I was in meditation and asked the universe, like, can you please open my third eye? And the next thing I knew it was like, total like dmt experience of of you know being totally sober it was it was it was an amazing experience and it was um so beautiful but i'm curious on what you know about kundalini and and the biggest thing is sometimes i have spontaneous kundalini moments either at night or i'm mostly at night and it's like how do you balance that and and like i said the grounding is what i was working with is that is is the grounding helps me so much but have you ever heard of that spontaneous kundalini or or what do you know about that what do you mean when you say kundalini you have a kundalini awakenings at night what what tell me a bit more about what happened for you it's like um well the first time it was like a um basically an energy at the bottom of my spine that just shot up up my spine out of my head. And next thing I knew I was completely out of body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it took a long, it took like six months to really get back into my body and to, um, I would say learn to, to not be so scared of that. And I think that was the big thing was where there was a fear there, but it was also, um, you know, it's, it, it seems like if I get really stressed out, it will crop up again and I'll have a, a, a download or a vision that really helps, but it's also like, well, I didn't ask for that. That was really big. Thank you. <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then I'm kind of exhausted or I have, you know, I don't feel great for a couple of days, you know, type thing. Okay. And, and when you have the, the download, what's the information you're being told you, things that you need to do differently, or you're being told about other realms, like what kind of information is shared? Oh, it's so interesting because it comes in as like sacred geometry and then it takes maybe a day or two to really like f to understand that. But most of the time it's, it's a lesson of some sort, like, yeah, you shouldn't be eating this or you shouldn't be, um, working so hard, or maybe you shouldn't, you know, some sort of life habit that I should change. And so it's, it's really interesting how that communication comes through. Yeah, that's super interesting. So, so with Kundalini Awakenings, this is my perception of it. Um, I don't have a very extensive Kundalini background. I have uh, done Kundalini before and I have had a Kundalini Awakening. Um, and yes, and, and I know I mean, it's just such a profound, beautiful feeling. For me, I think that a Kundalini Awakening is also a spur of a spiritual awakening. And so for a spiritual awakening, it's your, your soul is asking you to perceive your reality in a different way. It's asking you to awaken and to kind of, you're, you're evolving, your soul is evolving because everything's energy and our soul is energy. So you're your, the energy of your soul is ascending, it's evolving, it's changing, it's breaking through its mold and it's, and it's moving. So whether you get it from the Kundalini, and that's also very common, people have spiritual awakenings from that, but a lot of the time people have spiritual awakenings from a traumatic event, from a dark night of the soul, from something happening in their life that once again is spurring on this spiritual awakening. And at the end of the day, a spiritual awakening is just your soul is asking for something new for you to change your life in a way. So when you're having that information, you're getting those downloads, definitely take note. And like, for example, with the sacred geometry, and I've had a lot of similar 
situations and I guess through my own spiritual journey of explorations you know it's come in a lot of different waves and one one day I'll wake up and I'll be obsessed with sacred geometry I'll learn everything that I can and you know and go through that pathway and see where that takes me or another time it might be quantum physics and I go through that road and I want to find you know where it is and how that relates to spiritual philosophy or different leaders or anything so for me if I was you as you're having those kundalini experiences Find out what that message is. What is it that your soul is trying to tell you? How can you wake up and look at your life in a different way? And because, you know, even though and you've had so many incredible transformational experiences, there's no end date for the evolution of our soul. There's no, you know, state of nirvana or enlightenment. It's constantly changing. We're constantly breaking through and we're constantly ascending. So I take note of how and what it is that you're learning and what it is that you need to know. And in respect to, you know, feeling exhausted, that's when you're going to find out what your greatest um, universal energies, rituals and meditations and what it is that works for you. So if, like you said, acupuncture is really good, I'd know that, okay, tomorrow I'm making an acupuncturist appointment. And, you know, there's so many wonderful healers out there and light workers like Reiki or um, other forms of beautiful energy healing that they're there for a reason they're there to help us and to help our souls and to help us through our transformational path so and you know and the more that you practice and experiment with that so if you then realize okay now that means I have to do acupuncture and you already have quite a psychedelic experience with acupuncture so there's going to be an even deeper message for you to understand that connects back to your kundalini awakening that you just had you know it's all synchronized so yeah, I think that that's what that all means. How, how did that sound? Did that make sense? Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that helps a lot actually. Thank you. And 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 I think for um, for me, it's it's so true. There's like an integration or a action that has to take place. And um, yeah, I love that. And and you're so right. This whole Kundalini spiritual awakening that I've gone through, like exactly a year before there was a major traumatic death in my life that was really hard that you know so that all that like yeah you're 100 on all of that and and thank you for sharing and thank you for for um for helping me um look deeper into that i really appreciate that and and thank you for going on the spot for that thank and you. uh <laughs> yeah so beautiful what an amazing interview and conversation and um so i think I think the the big thing is is do you have any last thoughts? Um, no, but I've I've really really enjoyed this conversation too. I, I mean, specifically, we talk a lot about um, universal healing, and I think it just I, I just want to encourage everyone to really you know check in with themselves and to find out how to heal themselves and remind yourself that you have the power within to heal yourself it just comes down to paying attention to your energy and learning how we can be the alchemist of our energy you know really transform that energy within and we're always surrounded with opportunities you know like like your podcast you have so many great examples and um, advice from um, other light workers that are helping each of us so it's just a matter of us being open to the signs and really opening ourselves to receive wisdom from our higher self but in other forms through the connections of the universe because we're all connected oh, I love it yeah so true and and where can people get a hold of you where can they find you 
Yes, so um, as you said, my name is Phoebe Garnsworthy and my website has connections to all of my work, all of my books and meditations. Um, so it's just phoebegarnsworthy.com. And I'm also very social, I'm very active on social media. On Instagram, I'm under at lost underscore nowhere. So it's lost nowhere with a little underscore between lost and nowhere. And that's on Instagram and I'm always on that too. So hit me up with some DMs and let me know that you've listened to the podcast and um, and you can find all of my work as well through either of those um, op- options too. Wow, so amazing. And, and again, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show because uh, this has been an amazing conversation and I feel like we're just resonating at this perfect like just an amazing, like, I feel like I've known you forever. So thank you so much. What a beautiful conversation. And, and, you know, you've helped the people listening. You've helped me just connect with our sacred ancestry in such a deeper way. And for everybody listening, you can find me at Thomas M. Worm uh, on Facebook or mountainmindtricks.com and Instagram on mountainmindtricks. And, and please just go out there and find your sacred ancestry because whatever you think you are, you're so much more than that.